0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie News. I'm Arnie. And I'm Andy. And today we're going to be reviewing THE Suicide Squad. Not anything else. Not Suicide Squad 2. Not Suicide Squad whatever. Not Task Force X. Just THE Suicide Squad. Yes. All right. Now, personally, I'm going to say this outright, fucking amazing. It was fucking everything I wanted this movie to be. This was unhinged James Gunn. I, 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 I'm happy that there was controversy, and now he, he had to leave Marvel to, to do something else, and now he did a DC movie. But now he's going to be back because, you know, we live in a world where shit changes. But absolutely great. I believe that the characters hit all cylinders. I believe that the story was incredible. Every single character had its moments. I thought it was cohesive plot. The set design was incredible. Uh, literally everything about this movie was fantastic. There is some gripes that I have about the second act, but to be honest, the entire finished product was top-notch. Probably the best DC movie. I'm going to say this. The best DC film, for sure, in a in a um, technical aspect when it comes to just making a movie and making a film on all things. Um, an argument can be made for the entertainment value and the ethos, but personally, most complete DC movie since The Dark Knight. Drew, what did you feel about The Suicide Squad? I like it. I mean, like... To me, it was like
1: it wasn't a major disappointment. It was not the major disappointment that we get with every fucking <laughs> DC cinematic movie that we've gotten so far. Uh, it's top notch. It it does it does make um, it does make the old Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm sorry, Suicide Squad. <laughs> right, right, you know, obsolete. It it blows that one out of the water. Uh, even playing like, om like playing some homages to to that to that specific movie. I love all the jokes they made, uh, just referencing that movie alone. I love how guardians this felt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, the yeah, like I, I can, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, it's not the best. It's like not the best movie, but it is the best movie that DC's come out with in a while.
0: <laughs> you know, an argument could be made that there's definitely, there's definitely, I, I don't think that all DC movies have been trash. Right. And I don't think you do either. And I honestly don't think most people do either. Right. We're talking about the current generation of DC, uh, WBO movies, which is separate from The Dark Knight. Right. right. Let's just talk about it separate from that. Um, this era begins at Man of Steel and goes all the way to this current movie right now. Definitely some good movies. I really, really, really liked Shazam. I thought, I thought it was fun. I thought it was really well written. And I thought that the characters really fucking shined. Had a lot of fun, had a lot of good time with that. I also really I actually kind of really enjoyed Aquaman. There are some really good things about that film. I thought it was fun as well. Um, definitely good stuff. I honestly think Man of Steel is 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 probably the it's it's the last great Zack Snyder film. And I think a worthy Superman movie and definitely really, 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 really well made as well. There's a lot about that movie that I really liked and really enjoyed. Um for this movie. I just think that it did character right. I think that it had a ho- key, cohesive story that really felt good, and I think that the world building in this movie also did a really, really good job of just thrusting you into this world full bore. And then also, this movie made me fucking care about the characters, like in a way that I haven't really cared about the characters in a lot of these movies in a long time. Yeah, and like, if and if we we go back. To if we go back to Wonder Woman, like the, the whole thing about that movie and the reason that that movie just didn't jive well with me is because I honestly didn't feel the stakes. I didn't feel the movie did well. It just didn't deliver on a cohesive story that made sense to me. And this movie, what it did is it took away the grandiose scale of that and just brought you into a small story where it was just these small characters and trying to do kind of not a big outlandish world-saving thing. It ended up being that towards the end, but it really was about the down and dirty about these characters and about how they were moving and operating in the situation that they were in, and I think it fucking excelled at that. And to me, as a moviegoer, I think that's, like, the bare minimum that you have to do.
1: That, that right? that's But, like, that's my concern is was like, okay, like... And like the way I just heard you say, it, I was like, "You're really pr- proud of DC finally getting the bare minimum down." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, "That's so sad that we have to be at that point." You know what I'm saying? Like, right? It, and like, the, this is like, this is like, we finally created a uh, a movie that's not like Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> like, that's this is like the first one to me, for sure. And and so like the, this movie, but this movie was very fun. I thought it had um, it had a very like uh, transparent script the whole way, you know. You felt like you know was going to go on. Uh, I love the characters. The characters were written really well. They're very. Uh, it was very two dimensional the whole way. It was just like, look, we we know we know what our strengths are. We know what our weaknesses are. We're just going to build something that's fundamentally good. And just like we're gonna hit all the nails on the head as much as we can, and we're gonna try to eliminate the stupid shit we do usually.
0: For sure, I think I think a lot of okay. So let's just talk about James Gunn. Yeah, right now this. Um, so uh, if you uh, if you've watched a lot of James Gunn's movies, he has really been working up to this movie. Um, if you've ever seen. Uh, there's 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 two movies that he did that were very much precursors to this film, to this movie. Guardians of the Galaxy Notwithstanding, right? There's a movie called Super uh, yeah. that is a literal, like, down-home, taking place in the real world, super dark, super, super-duper super dark superhero movie starring Wayne Wilson and mm-hmm. now named Elliot Page, uh, formerly Ellen Page, playing two would-be vigilante heroes, the uh, the 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 actual like the darkness of that film, but with the outlandishness of it actually being a kind of down-home superhero movie fits perfectly and actually translates directly to this film, right? And also, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy big fun out there just super down home superhero film but it is also about a ragtag group just doing things out in the galaxy right they're not big names they're not they're not the they're not like the superheroes that we're grown to love and adore they are literally the outcasts of an entire galactic universe and that translates to this as well this is pure James Gunn in that he is not beholden to having it be PG-13, not not having it be appeal to everyone, right? This is him writing something down and dirty and, and just spectacularly him. And what James Gunn does really well translates to this movie, I think, even better than Guardians of the Galaxy, in just in, in, in kind of in, in in more of a darker, more tonally of himself way than Guardians does Guardians does does the exact same thing that this movie does wherein that you truly care about the characters because he takes the fucking time and this is the thing that a lot of people just don't do they, he gives these characters time to breathe time to translate and communicate who they are. And I think that is this movie's most powerful strength. And I also believe that that is the strength of James Gunn as a writer. He gives his characters times to breathe. He gives every single one of these characters a plot, and every single one of these characters a moment, and every single one of these characters usually a really, really good ending and an ending to their individual plots. Granted, he does do a lot of murder. He does a lot of just like throwaway stuff, which he kind of warned you about. But the characters that we follow are truly, truly given time. And they're given, yeah. they're, they're like, there's, there's a fucking, like, we're going to talk about spoilers because like, I want to kind of like not go into spoilers, but we'll do a spoiler section. But there's moments in this movie that that you can't even fucking believe they put the budget behind the thing they just did to just give this one character who is just in this movie for this one movie a complete arc and i think that is just fucking admirable and is just the best part of this film for sure
1: can, can um, i have a second i just yeah. <laughs> like okay, hey man so like i do i i agree with uh, a lot of the things you said but like there are a lot – there are too many throwaway moments in this. There's just – like there's so many ridiculous things. Like, like the setup of the – honestly, like the first couple of minutes of this movie is trash because you just learn about these characters who are just going to immediately uh, disappear from the movie. And I was just like, "What? Well, this is this was a complete waste of time to set it up like this could have been shorter because like we didn't even have to go through this. If anything, I think like those those characters should have been like. A reference to like the they should have just gotten some, you know, some scene credits from like the past Suicide Squad characters and like that way they can like shut, you know, give like a, a bookend to that movie somehow but, like, I really didn't like the – I didn't really like how this movie started. I was kind of skeptic in the beginning of how, how this movie started. Uh, and then, like, the third act kind of got me a little worried about how this movie was going to end. I think it got saved. A, uh, it, there was some saving grace moments uh, in it. But I really do think, like, uh, this got off to a rocky start.
0: I And I think that's fair. I do, I do think that's fair. Um, a lot going because it, on because, because I think you know, again, this is James Gunn, right? And he kind of does this thing where he doesn't, where he does a lot of throwaway things in this movie because it's just it is a Suicide Squad, and he does have these moments of levity, but then also he tends to throw away, he tends to throw away the good graces that you have, especially with some characters, just for the effect of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I see that in the beginning of this movie. And the reason that I give that beginning part of the movie, uh, I give it, I guess, forgiveness for what it does, is because it, the beginning of this movie, okay, so you have to, like, I think what James Gunn did was, I'm going to throw away the first movie. The first movie means nothing to me. So, the beginning this script, I need to show people what the Suicide Squad is about. And I think that's literally what the first part of this movie is about. Right. It's about ham fisting and giving the audience an understanding of, oh, in this world, these characters don't mean shit. Right. right. And it pawns. kind of, and then from there, it does serve the story and plot because of that. But you are you, you right. It's totally fair to say that this movie does begin with almost no meaning because these characters are kind of thrown away. Right now, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And there, and there sure. was some people
1: who were like, I was just eager to see, like, I mean, like, not, not, not eager to see, but, like, there were some people who I would have paid attention to if they stayed in the movie. Um, you know, like, uh, some characters that got, like, Captain Boomerang, Blackguard, like, the Javelin. Like, those were characters that, like, I kind of wanted to see develop a little bit, and I, I got a little excited, and then, you know, obviously... Uh, they didn't grow into what I thought it was going to be, and so like that—that uh, that, that was like a, a little bit. I I think where they got it right was that like they knew that they knew that this was going to be a Harley Quinn movie again. Harley Quinn gets another movie, <laughs> like yeah, where she has, she's the ha- she's at the helm of it, and that she's the saving grace because they know that. Their pocket ace is going to be Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and I think that's all. It's uh, always going to be a safe bet. Uh, James Gunn does some some like some flowery things that I didn't like. And too, I wasn't too crazy
0: about in the movie. I understand it was a little much, but and that like, really makes sense. Yeah,
1: but that's that style. That style, I really like that kind of style. I just did, I, I thought like there was a couple of moments where it was a little much but I really like when he brings that kind of like that kind of, um, uh, that kind of like gunfight to an Aria m- montage. Like those are things I do like, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so I think, uh, I mean, James goes honestly, one of the most perfect picks for getting this movie. Um, and I, I like some of the surprises that we got with some of the, uh, w- with some of the characters that I'll talk about later when we can get spoilers. Sure. And, but, uh, Solid cast. I mean, you know, solid cast the whole way. Uh, it's really strong up front with uh, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman.
0: Can I say this? Yeah, I think this is John Cena's best movie. I really? Think, I think this is the best acting I've ever seen from John Cena.
1: I think he's pretty good. I think I, that... I,
0: he's not a great actor, and he hasn't <laughs> Have you watched Fast Nine. <laughs> yeah, literally, just watched Fast Nine. I, I, I know, I know, man. I'm just like, I'm just thinking with you. I, you I, 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 he surprised me. And like no, his character, same. yeah. But like, I, I just do. I think that this is the best acting I've ever seen John Cena do. He's not a great actor. He's a really good character person, for sure. Uh, and he's a very assuming person. But I, I just, I think he had a lot to do in this movie. And I think he really fucking, I think he nailed it. I, he could have done better. But I, I honestly, th- I give him props because he really did kind of, he embodied what he was doing and he did it well. And I, I really do think that he kind of, found some new understanding of acting and his way in the world and his kind of understanding of character i really do um but Uh,
1: oh no for sure man i mean like what i wanted to say was like i think i think idris elba on the other side of things idris elba was is always typecasted as one uh as one like definite role in a movie yes and uh i think he did a good job with um with taking a left turn on this one he didn't he didn't go his usual way uh, and i'll get to that in a minute again but like i love idris elba i think that i think the companionship between the two in this movie solidifies their their lack thereof i don't i i really started to notice idris elba's like Weakness as an actor, and at uh, just developing certain scenes, and uh, and I think you can kind of skip over a lot of that. You gloss over a lot of that because, first of all, the pacing, Pacing's is great in this movie, but really that that acting between uh, between John Cena and Idris Elba kind of take you away from that. Uh, there's some minor characters that are amazing in this movie as well. That like I really. I really thoroughly enjoyed, um, and like the uh, who's the uh, okay? Give me a second.
0: For sure, I think uh, one of the main characters, one of the characters that, that I think really shined as well was Ratcatcher too. Uh, yes, hell her for chemistry sure. with Idris Elba's character I think was really good, and she was truly the heart of the film. Um, and like, and the way that her character ca- her art kind of happens and it ends it's a surprise, but it fits, and in, and her character serves the plot in that it actually helps to serve the character development of Idris Elba's um, character as well. Um, uh, I, I was really surprised by that, um, and like when that started to unfold itself, that's when I was like, okay, James is doing more for this character, and, It's not ham-fisted. It fits. And it's not only fitting, but it also kind of gives Idris Elba's character a really good jump-off point for his character's development.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I was just looking for the actors' names. David Dasmalchian? Dasmalchian? I think that's his name. He's the polka dot guy. I think he delivers a great performance. I think Daniela, uh, Mel shore. I don't know how to say her name either, but she's Ratch catcher too. I think she is exactly what you said. The heart of this movie. I think she, she has a phenomenal role in it yeah. and it, and she plays the character to a T like always falling asleep. I love that. They call her millennial so often or, gen, you know, whatever gen gen Z like they, they, they make fun of her all the time. She plays that character so well. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone is stealing this show, man. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. his character should have been like a throwaway character. Yeah, but uh, he really like they really do. Uh, kind of. I think James Gunn kind of gave him the Groot role. You know, like he is the Groot of this.
0: Yeah. No, hundred percent of this movie. <laughs> No, 100%. Yeah, he does that. He he has to bring himself a (laughs) greeting. No, for sure. Uh, Definitely some surprises. I also love that, like, he was also kind of the jumping off point for some of the darkness of the plot as well. Um, Oh, yeah. And that's really where, yeah, that's really where, like, things were just like, oh, God, yes, James Gunn, give me that dark weirdness uh, for sure.
1: Well, it's Um, very much like the Hulk thing. We're like, all right, let's just let Hulk do Hulk things, which, like, we never actually do in Marvel. But um, it's kind of like, we know what's going to happen. Like let, you know, uh, let King shark do what King, like, you know, let the shark dude do what the shark dude's going to do. For sure. like, for sure. you know, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Just let it happen. Um, I also think that this is, I, I, I think this is the best Harley Quinn that we've gotten that is played by Margot Robbie. I, I don't, I, I, for the only reason I say that is because like I, from this movie, I actually got, some idiosyncrasies of her character that we hadn't gotten before. There were I, motivations that she had that I didn't I didn't see before, but I got and understood. Right? I see
1: where you say that. I, I just really think it's like she's never had anybody to play off of. She never pl- gets to play off anybody. It's all like her carrying the whole show, including Birds of Prey, like Birds of Prey, man. God, well, like what... what a disaster that was because it had it honestly had a great cast around it but it felt so like she couldn't play those those like those those moments she couldn't have those moments because the script wasn't allowing her to even though she really tried i think she generally tried to like get some character development in i think this is the first time she's gotten a director that's not just like okay you're gonna play harley quinn and we're just going to improv this whole movie. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah. And this, no. this is exactly what you've been saying this whole time, which is like James Gunn comes in and he knows, he knows what he's going to do. He's, he, he make, he make, methodically finds the way he's going to develop these people. And he does it well with Harley Quinn in this one. I just, I can't, like I think she would have had better movies. I think you're right. This is her be- better movie, but like, I think she would have, if, if she was given any kind of, help <laughs> like you know like so
0: yeah for sure um it just like i think i don't know I, I like i don't know what it is about jay like i mean I, I think a lot of it also is that i hate to say this but i think that james gunn was just kind of given the reins in the way that a david air was just not right david air made some really good movies oscar nominated movies oh yeah but he didn't make a gigantic blockbuster that made almost a billion dollars. James Gunn did. So James Gunn was literally just like, DC was probably like, James Gunn, do what you want. David Ayer, doesn't really know anything about comic book movies. Didn't really know, like, just like looking like, like both movies side to side, quite different things, right? Didn't really oh, yeah. know what he was doing. And DC didn't know what he was doing. They literally took the movie, from under him, sorry, <laughs> <They> literally <laughs> took the movie, directly from under him, recut it to the point where they even took the trailer and put shit in the trailer that wasn't even in the movie um, just to sell things, right? Um, and and I don't think that's, I don't think that the original Suicide Squad is 100% David Er's fault, and I don't, but I do believe that DC gave James Gunn more leeway and allowed him to really spread his wings and create something that was really of his own. And I, I think that this is the most complete James Gunn blockbuster that we've gotten, right? Um, and and I, 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 that is to this movie's credit. And, and in a lot, of, a lot of ways, kind of the reason DC just doesn't know how to really sell and create these movies, because they don't really r- r- live in the world of the comics, and they don't really live in the world of these kind of quirky characters and this kind of quirky plot and quirky thing. Right, Um, but James Gunn definitely delivered. Um, I think, and I also want to talk uh, a a little bit about the set design and just kind of the way everything was kind of put together. Um, I think there's some really, really good action sequences in this as well, and I really do think that some of the effects are amazing. Um, And I think there's a lot of, again, I think there's a lot of uh, really practical stuff in here as well that was really well done and really well made as well. And everything was just built to serve the plot, and I think all of it was just really well done. Uh, top to bottom. So I I, I think I, I highly recommend this movie for sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we get into the spoilers, my man?
1: Uh, I mean, like, it, it could have been after, but, like, dude, shout out to Michael Rooker. Like... Uh, yeah. This guy's been, like, in everything right now. Like, I, I just realized that, like, I've just been watching him nonstop because of uh, Fast 9, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. The, like you know guardians like he, he's just been like he's such a strong character yeah uh, and i think i remember him in the beginning of um, the beginning of the walking dead all those years all those years ago
0: and yeah so like
1: <laughs> like yeah. you know like and uh i just thought i thought man that this guy's just this guy fucking eats man he, he he's making a living you know what i mean like yeah. Working well, actor this- for sure. Working actor. Yeah, but I thought he—I think he's great and everything. Like I, I just—I'm yeah. impressed with him. Like he just never has to. I, I've always loved his Guardians character, and um, and like uh, kudos to him for making such a good relationship with James Gunn. But
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, for sure. Let's go into spoilers. Let's do this thing. All what right. Do to, what do you want to spoil first?
0: All right. So um, I think that the ending of this movie. Some of the, I think this is probably in all of DC Realms movies, um, DC movies, current current gen with with the DC world. I think the fucking, the fact that they use Starro, first of all, fucking out there, bro. Like, I can't, right. like, when I found out that they were using Starro, I was like, fucking Starro? You using fucking Starro? This is like a fucking galactic Fucking like Superman fought him like fucking world destroying fucking Starro thing, and then the way that they use Ratcatcher two to complete her pot while also using the rats to destroy it was yep. fucking incredible. Yep. I loved it so fucking much. That was great. Uh, those and, and those the,
1: pieces those pieces were amazing. Those yeah. pieces were amazing. I what I wanted to say earlier is that like I love um, Idris Elba is notoriously always the good guy and at the very end he turns he turns south he goes he goes bad the only time it's never happened is in uh i think he in luther that's the only time he's not the bad guy somehow (laughs) like you know what i mean like he's always like the guy on your team and then he turns yeah um and like i thought like i was i was just so sick of seeing that in movies now uh that's funny because they gave that same role to John Cena and John Cena is always usually is is always so in movies. So like the whole time I'm just watching the movie, just looking who's going to turn because they're perfectly they're they're making them out to be equals the whole time. But one of them's going to turn and and both of them are notoriously known in movies to be the double cross guy. So who's going to be the double cross guy today? And that's where I was actually just like on the edge of my seat watching this movie thinking who – like how is James Gunn going to get this? And the montages, I actually rewatched – I remember stopping the movie because I felt like I missed something and I rewatched it just in that little segment where he does the eight minutes – you know, eight minutes ago kind of type thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Where all – everything turns, people die, (laughs) explosions happen – Starfishes are bo- like <laughs> yeah. come out, and like everything happens. But yeah, I, I think uh, along with that, dude, I couldn't believe that they are using Star. And like, I think I think that's like what they needed to do. I think it's ridiculous enough. And on par with DC to like say, look, we got to we got to go all out. And this wasn't like, you know, this wasn't any kind of desperate look. But I think it was a, the right choice for this villain.
0: For sure, for sure. No, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I and, that, and that's kind of what I was saying about John Cena's character. Like, he like, I think he really like. You know the thing about the thing about John Cena. He is a total allegory uh, for the American mythos, so, oh, and I love that aspect of him as well. I you know I've seen memes after the fact like quoting his line line by line and then putting his fucking face with the American flag and like. Like literally talking down to like, uh, you know, like Americans and Afghanistanis and things like that. Just because he is an embodiment of the American mythos and the way it's being kind of shed into the world currently because of all the events happening with America. Because we are kind of in a time where the American mythos is just being completely fucking shattered. Um, And I do love that aspect of him as well. Um, Peacemaker as a character I don't really know much about. And I'm not sure if he really is kind of like that in the comic books, but James right. Gunn decided to make him that in this. And I think that, that like John Cena really did embody that and, and like really, really delivered on that aspect of his character and really gave him some more ethos.
1: He's very Homelander in, in the yes. very, in the end, isn't he?
0: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I th- Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think Homeland is a little more evil.
1: <laughs> for sure, but like, you, you see those pieces come out a little bit. You know what I mean? You, you start sure. seeing in turn, and I for like sure. it.
0: Um there are some criticisms that I have about the movie um, that kind of deal with the doces machina that Harley Quinn becomes um which and this is like in like the fact that doces machinas when they happen in other movies that are bad movies and you just like don't want to forgive them because it's just a bad movie I forgave the <laughs> the doces machinas in this movie just because everything around the movie was great <laughs> and was kind of hitting on all cylinders the the one i'm talking about is the fact that harley quinn is somehow fated to have this spear and for the whole movie she's like there's a reason i'm supposed to have this spear <laughs> right and i don't know why but i'm supposed to have it and then there's the and then like the very end when the when the bombs fall and everything's going to shit and then Starro is coming around the fucking bend. And then all of a sudden, Harley Quinn comes back into the movie. And then you see a runway directly to Starro's eye where <laughs> with yeah. her hand on the fucking staff. Total dosex machina. Doesn't fit. It's just totally of God and just fate, right? Usually, I'm not going to forgive something like that. But in an instant where the fucking movie is firing off all cylinders and you're kind of harkening back to this thing and it's kind of been building throughout the plot, I totally forgive it. Totally forgive it. But it is a criticism for sure. You have to call it out. Well, like
1: She's like sitting next to Javelin in the plane, yeah. you know, yeah. in the very beginning. And then like, you know, like she, she eyes it when they're fighting. And then all of a sudden she gets it she somehow gets it back when, the, when he's at his house, when she's at his house or something. At the, well, he's dying.
0: Know. His dying wishes. Well, I think husband.
1: it's like so crazy though that like, and I think that that's like one of the most, that's one of the best Harley Quinn moments in this whole movie is when she's just like, yeah, I think I've learned my lesson with boyfriends and she just kills the dude. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, they seem so happy. It seems so perfect. And I'm like trying to figure out where it's going to go. And she's just like, yeah, this is too good to be true. I know, I know what happened. I know what comes of this. So she just kills him, and I'm like, oh my god, that is the best, like the best plot twist I, I can see in this movie. And um, I think they needed to play a little bit more. Where uh, I think the scene should have played out a little bit more when where she's like, they're going to go rescue her, and she's already rescued herself. Yeah, I loved that aspect that little that little. That quirk in the movie, I think it should have been like they were about to attack the door, and she's like, hey guys, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, what the fuck? We're saving you. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) I I think that should have been played off way more because I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. It's such a Harley Quinn thing. She, it's it's women empowerment at its best. It's 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 not choking me in the scene. It's honestly just like fun. Uh, wholeheartedness harley quinn i at it's you know at its best uh yeah when at the end when she has the javelin though and she goes into the swimming pool eye and and she can't even do anything with it though and like yeah i'm just like okay come on you you (laughs) play you you've got me on this roller coaster i need to see this thing get poked out because it's javelin you know what i mean like i need this I need this. Right,
0: right. Well, she, she kind of did in that. she, I guess she allowed yeah. the rats to come in, but I'd imagine the rats would have been able to tear through that eyeball pretty quickly anyway. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, like
1: as soon as she, like, lands in the, the the fish tank eyeball, and I'm like, oh, man, I really <laughs> wanted to see this. I, I really wanted to see this javelin fulfill its destiny. Yeah,
0: sure, for sure. I see that. Um, we should talk about the beginning, because I think that is a really interesting aspect, because you, you did bring it up, and I, I think it's worth talking about. So like, the beginning of this movie <laughs> is 100% James Gunn saying, fuck the first movie. Fuck those characters. Uh, I'm making my own movie. Uh, I'm going to write the movie that I want to write, and I'm just going to have to use some of these characters, because a lot of these people are contractually obligated to be in this movie. <laughs> and that's exactly what that was, at least to me. Right. That's, that's kind of what it felt like. Right. Cause that's, that's, but also at the same time, you know, (laughs) everyone dying and then like the movie being introduced in that way. Cause I believe like the first part of this movie doesn't even tell you what it is until the end of that scene. Right. The whole scene of the movie where they're like, Oh, there's a second team on the second part of the Island. And the first team is just the fucking distraction. Right. Yeah. And that's when everyone just gets fucking myrtleized, Right. Um, And then that kind of plays out throughout the whole movie. when, when fucking uh, uh, Joe Kinnaman gets killed towards the end, right? Gets killed by, by Peacemaker, right? Jai Courtney gets killed in that first part as well. Uh, also, part of the first movie, gone. The only one who survives from that original team is, of course, Harley Quinn. Uh, we don't know where Will Smith is. He's somewhere in the world. You're <laughs> not doing this movie. Here's Another the thing. The thing about the first movie, I got to say... Will Smith has been uh, recorded as saying that he doesn't do movies unless he is the star of the movie. Yeah. And I think that hurt the first movie, honestly. I do. Because th- these kinds of movies, I think, all are sh- only shine when, you know, it's an ensemble cast, a true ensemble cast. And he very much pushed for himself to be the star of the first movie. And it just doesn't, these kinds of movies don't lend themselves that way. But yes, the first part of this movie is all about throwing that movie in the trash. Well, and I love
1: I love the the parallels between him and Idris Elba. Like Will Smith yeah. and Idris Elba are, are are they not the same person? Because I yeah. feel like they were the same person. Like, oh man, I'm not gonna I'm just gonna do my time and blah blah blah. I have and then like they got the daughter. It all happens the yeah. exact same way, man. Like yeah. my bullets hit your bullets. Like I mean, like it was just so cheesy. Like we're going to make this the better guy because he's not going to want to be the lead. But I honestly think they should have just killed him off in the beginning as well. Like, I think he should have been part of the, the killing spree in the beginning. If, if they were going to do it, like commit to it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Bring everybody in and like, let's, let's see why. Cause the suicide squad is the suicide squad. Like, like you said, it had to have been, it had to have been told that it's like, they have no, they are pawns in this game. We don't really care about them. Somehow Harley
0: Quinn makes it out every
1: single time. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, what is her powers? Like she 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 isn't she hasn't trained in martial arts her whole life. She's she, she you know, she just kinda like went with wave shit. She's and, the victim of the Joker. <laughs> and,
1: well, and then like you know, there's something I never I never like about DC is like there's there's always someone who has like no no business being as evil as they are. And they're always just super evil for no fucking reason. Like the Viola Davis character in this just reminds me of, um, of the character in, in the Harley, in the last Harley Quinn movie where, where he, he's just like super, super angry all the time. And he's just going to kill people for no fucking reason. Just be angry. I'm going to kill, kill, kill. And I'm like, you know, like, that has no motive at all. Yeah. You know, and like, and then sometimes you, you put too many villains in movies. I thought this was borderline by having like, you know, obviously Viola Davis playing like one side of the villain. You have like the, the guy with Brainiac dude who's another villain. You have the starfish is another villain. I'm like, you have your own kind of have John Cena as his own villain. I'm like, there's like a lot of bad guys in this bad guy movie, like I, I get it, but like we, I thought the bad guys were, were supposed to, about to do something good, and now there's just like too many bad guys.
0: <laughs> for sure, okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There there is a ham fisting of it. There's ham fisting of it a lot, for sure. Um, and it there is moments where it kind of degrades everything, but but then it just it does flow for sure. Um, yeah. there are two scenes. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. I
1: was just going to tell you, like, uh, I was excited about where where you were going with it because I was just like, you're, you're right. Like there's so many movies that crash and burn when they, when they have that kind of, when they have have these character flaws, this one did not crash and burn.
0: (laughs) Right. It definitely maintained. And and it really kind of was able to stay afloat, uh, despite its giant load. Right. Hmm. So to speak for sure. Um, there's two scenes that I want to talk about. Um, the turn, where Viola Davis's um, Amanda Waller was about to kill them all, and then and then her own subordinates turn on her, I thought was just fucking masterful. I was like, what's gonna fucking happen? I, there was real tension there, and I really felt it, and I was really happy that it went that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, wait, fuck that! Like, he's killing kids. Like, evil in this movie is if you're willing to kill kids. And I think that kind of makes sense because you have to kind of be able to separate the real bad guys from the just like the mediocre bad guys. What's the bad guy, <laughs> really bad guy in this? If they're willing to kill kids. If they're willing to kill kids, they're the really bad guys, right? And yeah. if they're willing to do that, fuck them. Uh, and they and say that, it. I mean, like they yeah, say yeah.
1: often.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, you, have to, you have to kind of say that for sure. Uh, I love that turn. I thought that was cool. He turned it on its head and turned the subordinates into the key master's of this whole thing, and it really fucking worked, and I thought it was really good. Again, though, kind of a big doses machina because all the characters were all like gun ho, like, fuck it, we're just gonna turn around. <laughs> Even though they're like screaming in the back of their, their fucking like earpieces, we're gonna blow you up, we're gonna blow you up, fuck it. Um, and then also, I gotta give it to fucking Polka Dot Man. The fact that <laughs> DC gave James Gunn the budget. To fulfill that character's entire arc is astounding to me, and the fact that they had yep. Starro turned into his mother, and that was a recurring fucking theme this entire thing, I thought was just fucking brilliant, and just really fun. Um, and I, I was also seeing memes uh, about this movie saying long live Polka Dot Man" because <laughs> you know, people really fucking like that character. Um, I thought that was really fucking well done too. Um. I think uh, I think that's pretty much it that I have to say. I, I, other... Dude,
1: I I thought like I thought the characters just didn't get their didn't get enough fulfillment. Like I, I wanted to see more people die for the cause and not just get smushed. You know what I mean? Like there were so yeah. many moments where I like I thought like you know Polka Dot Man should have injured you know had it given the, the 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 worst injury to the to uh, Star You to, to like just to like hurt him enough to like, they can win at the end. You know, like I, I thought that like, they were just kind of given him and then like, he was kind of thrown away. Like, all right, now he dies now. And I was just, there, there could have been so much more fulfillment in these characters at the end.
0: I, I feel, feel that. I feel, feel that. Because, yeah, I feel that because at that Observe moment, it. yeah, because at that moment he really did, at least to the audience, really gain our affection in that moment. And then plow, he was gone immediately after that for sure um i feel that for sure and, then, and and i think you know i think that's probably by design for sure and again it does this movie did it 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 did maintain and it was able to move beyond that that stuff for sure um, you know how
1: in the sat's you get your um you get like a score for just putting your name on the piece of paper <laughs> yeah uh, that like, let's. If we had an equivalent for this movie, it's that Joker wasn't in it. Like, is that Jared Leto's Joker was not in this movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, already, already five points for that, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I don't like. It's just like I just I don't like. I don't know what it is about his Joker. It's just not. Is it not relatable? Is it not like? I think he's just he's just trying to do too much. I don't know i just i don't know i think jared leo is an amazing actor and i just don't know what he needs to do to make that character better or relatable i don't know it's just i don't know what's wrong with it but it's not good right am i wrong is that, is that a wrong assertion like do you know what i mean
1: you're not wrong yeah I mean, you're not wrong but like i mean i don't know what to do with it it's 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 out there <laughs> like yeah. it's out there and there's there's no fixing it until it's until it's done
0: yeah um one last thing um they make a throwaway comment that one of the characters I think it was peacemaker maybe one of the one of them did something to Superman, and that's why he's there, and that one line goes to show you that this movie that this suicide squad does not take place in the grander d c e u um And the implications of that line kind of show you what DC's trying to do with these movies, right? Um, And that's just kind of like speaking to the broader aspect of these movies. Um, So like, if you know anything about what's going on in the DCU, there's going to be a Flashpoint movie. In that Flashpoint movie, the rumor is that they're bringing back all the Batmans. But for sure, 100% Michael Keaton is back. And he is going to be playing the Batman, as in the 1989 Batman. Um, so, like this, this, so like DC is like they are in the multiverse business now, <laughs> which is which is interesting, and I kind of want to see what's happening there. And um, right, I and think I think I, it's
1: it's like Bloodsport shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet, yeah, and put him and put him
0: in the hospital. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yo, you're right, you're right. That's it, that's it. Right which like doesn't fit what's going on. So like they are in the multiverse business. And in one aspect, I'm like, that's really cool sec. But the other aspect I'm like, is this just them tr- just like following Marvel again? I I, I I have the full disclosure. I haven't seen Loki, um, but I know it deals with multiverses because uh, <laughs> that's they're, they're, what they're doing, right? And yeah but like i mean you know loki loki's
1: just kind of like the the toe in the water to me uh it's yeah. the toe in the water for what marvel's gonna do with it honestly the, this uh, this new show which is fucking brilliant and i was you know i even wanted to have a conversation about i think we should watch it and review every episode oh, we should dissect sure. every episode for sure but what if what if is one of the best cinematic marvel things that's come to creation of this of this multiverse kind of type thing and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna blow everything up because i think it's so good it's already so good in animated form and i think once we bring in the multiverse into like spider-man it's it's just like i don't i don't know if dc dc's trying to keep up i don't know if they're even gonna have a spot to do it with
0: yeah i yeah i don't i just i don't it's just like Again, like this like thing is just like DC just like, I just have this like feeling and just outside intuition that like DC just doesn't have a plan. They're just kind of doing these movies and they're just giving everyone the reins to do these movies and they just don't have a cohesive plan. And I think that can work for sure, if the individual movies are good and they, and they kind of, you know, are put together well, but again, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be good. And it just feels like they're just kind of doing what seems to be working at the box office for sure. You know? So I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm Tycho, moving...
1: I was I just going to say Taiko Um Great, great role. Great cameo. in this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, like, he was actually, like, supposed to be on another movie, but something happened and he couldn't be on that movie, so he was okay to be on this one for a yeah. couple of days, for sure. Yeah, Tekka Waititi, for sure. Also, Tekka Waititi is fucking blowing up, man. That guy is living the fucking life that I want. Uh, He's just fucking... He's writing, he's directing, he's also acting and all this shit. He was literally in a fucking Deadpool cameo trailer reaction for Free Guy, which was... Yeah. It's just great, too. Um, also, watch that. He says these things about dreams, which is so fucking good, and hits the nail on the head. He goes like, like Deadpool's like, how do you get in Marvel? And he's like, have a dream. <laughs> and then, like, sacrifice all kind of ha- It's just great. It's great. Um, all right. I think we did it, brother. I think you and I are of a little different opinions here. Um, I think this movie is really good, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's really it's fucking good. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, I really do think it's really fucking fantastic and good. Um, and I do think that there's definitely some parts of it that just kind of drag. The second act is a little draggy. Um, they're doing a coup. They're trying to figure out the coup. But there's some really cool quirky things in the middle of it. I think it was great. Um, but I, I think overall we both really enjoyed it. And I think it's it's really good and fucking deserves a second watch. Or even if you can go to the movies to go see it, I really think it deserves that too. Um, fucking James Gunn knocks it out of the park. I love that he gives his characters breath most of the time when he likes them. Right.
1: Uh, I agree. It's, it's worth the watch. I mean, like I think I'm going to watch it again a second time at least. So like, I mean, that in itself is is saying something. Um, I think, I think it could have been better. I think we're, I think we're on this, we're on the uphill. We're on the uphill. So let's not fuck it up.
0: <laughs> Do you hear that? DC. You hear that, DC? <laughs> <laughs> this is where you just just keep doing this okay <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen this has been kinetic impressions movie reviews i'm arnie i'm andy andy what do we tell the people go watch a fucking movie go watch a fucking movie watch this one too it's good <laughs>